0: Welcome to the ministries of the Barholi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him and all the earth. The pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you have all to hear.
1: I invite you to turn your Bibles with me to the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 14, and I want to read verses 22 through 29, Matthew chapter 14, and the scripture reads, and straightway, or immediately, Jesus constrained his disciples to go into a ship and to go before him onto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And we say amen. Our Father, we thank you for the privilege of reading your word even at this moment. Lord, we do not take it lightly for we know there are many who would love to have this, this freedom to go and stand publicly and read your word but they are not able to. We thank you, God, that you have allowed us to do so this morning. We pray even now that you would use your word to speak to our hearts. We know that your word is alive, your word is is well, it's living. We pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts. And I pray, Father, that you would use me as your instrument to minister grace to the hearts of your people give you thanks and praise for what you've done and what you're doing, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The title this message today, Navigating the Storms of Life. Navigating the Storms of Life. Unlike the natural storms, which come with wind and rain and thunder, lightning and warnings for the most part, live storms come too quickly for warning, but they always stay long enough to do plenty of damage. What do we do when we are faced with our own personal storm? How how do we handle them? How do we treat with them? We see the apostles of our Lord as they we're on this journey that they encountered a storm. The Bible highlights one disciple more than the others in this context, and that was, or this text, and that was Peter. But let us go back for a moment and understand or refresh our memory As to what was going on here. So the disciples. They were with the Lord. And it was just after. Herod had beheaded John. And they brought the news to Jesus. And Jesus instructed them to bury John. It appears as if he did not even have a sufficient time to grieve. Because when the people realized that he was there, a great throng of people began to come to Jesus. And the Bible said Jesus ministered to them. As he ministered to them, the Bible says that evening was coming. And one of the disciples, who was really thinking, he said to Jesus, I I believe you should dismiss the audience now so that they can go home before it gets dark. But Jesus said, no, I can't dismiss them because they are hungry. We have to feed them first. They responded and said to Jesus, all that we have are five loaves and two fish. But what is that for this large multitude? Jesus said to them, command the men to sit down. And the Bible says that when the men sat, there were about five now of course we see the heading and we read this as the feeding of the 5,000 but a conservative number of figure would have really been about 15,000 for the Bible says There were 5,000 men plus women and children. Oh Lord. And one of the things that we know is that in Jesus' ministry, women always outnumber men. So it's conservative for us to say there were about 5,000 women. And the women bring their children. So we would assume that there were about 5,000 children as well. But Jesus told them to command the men to sit down. It's easier to handle or treat with or deal with the ladies than the men. Let them first sit. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So there is no grabbing, no rushing, no pushing sit and Jesus blessed it and gave it to his disciples and said feed them and from that five loaves and those two fish over 15,000 people were fed. Now friends sometimes when we read this we Think of it as some fable. But this is reality. This is actually what Jesus did. Yes. And so when the people were fed, they were all fed. Jesus said to his disciples, Now, go on this boat and meet me over there. I'm coming. The Bible says, while they went ahead, he went apart to pray. He wanted some time alone with his father, so he went to pray. And Jesus was praying and enjoying some time of fellowship with his father. And time slipped by quickly. And the disciples they were out on the sea in the midst of a storm. In the midst of a storm. Oh, Lord. There are two types of storms that come in our lives as Christians. God allows two types of storms. And I'm not talking necessarily about the physical storm. But there are storms of correction. And there are storms of perfection. God allows storms to come into our lives in order that he might correct us but he also allows storms to come in order that he might perfect us or grow us. Understand this, brother, sister. The intensity of the storm is not what determines whether it is corrective or or perfective. I need to say that again. The intensity of the storm is not what determines whether or not it is corrective or whether it is perfective. Storms are storms. And I say this to us that storms come in our lives to push us to the limits yes storms come in our lives so that those things that can be shaken will be removed and those things that are immovable would remain oh lord storms come in our lives to To push us. To test us. And I'm saying again. The intensity is not what determines. Whether or not we did something wrong. That God is correcting. Or whether or not God decides to grow us. And allow storms to come. Oh. You're still with me, somebody. Don't want to lose anybody. One of the things that we learn from the Apostle Peter in particular, in this particular text, is that when storms come in our lives, that the first thing that we are to do is put our confidence in God. Hmm. Peter teaches us that when the storms come we are to put our confidence in God for he is indeed our refuge and our strength am I still talking to us during a storm Confidence can be shattered. Bear with me here. And as a result, it it is essential, it is absolutely necessary that we put our confidence in God. Because storms, brothers and sisters, can shake us. Storms can break us. Our our goal, our desire as we deal with the storms of life is to bend but not break. Bend but not break. Oh Lord. During, During a storm... One's confidence in God can be easily depleted. Let me say why I say that. Think about the apostles here. They have just been on the mountaintop. This was a mountaintop experience they just had. To see Jesus use five loaves and two fish to feed over fifteen thousand people. That was a mountaintop experience. And I imagine as they set out on their journey that they were still meditating on what they saw. I don't believe that there was enough time for even their minds to stray. because they had just seen one of the most wonderful demonstration of power they had ever seen. And so this was fresh in their minds. But as they sailed on that boat and as the wind became rough and rougher and they realized that all that they were doing they were not making any progress little by little their confidence began to be depleted little by little and we can only imagine we can only imagine what their thought process was like in the midst of that storm Mm, that they were dealing with i say this to us that during a storm, one's confidence can be shaken. And and uh, and uh, I, I, I mentioned this earlier, and this is the point that I'm making. That it does not mean that you don't trust in God. But if you're not careful when storms come, storms can shake you. Yes, storms can shatter your confidence to the point where you say things that people wonder whether or not that's you. That you find yourselves doing things that you never thought about doing because you're in a storm and your confidence is being shaken. Help me hear somebody. And one of the things that the devil does is that he offers quick fixes. And he will begin to show you a number of options that you have that you can utilize. You know, day that we are living in, there is a whole lot of those things we find on the internet, sometimes we see them on the news, on the television, people offering help, am I talking to somebody, and uh, they will tell you that you can get the help, but this is what you need to do. And one of the things is that, first of all, to tell you that it's free. Doesn't cost you anything. But if you were to get involved in it, then you realize that it's really not free. But beyond that, one of the things that we do, or people do, when they get involved in things like these, is that invite demons in their lives. Uh, a lot of these things that we see and they promote, they are demonic. And if you were to get involved in those things, what you actually will be doing is inviting demons in your life. And I submit to you that those things Worsen your situation. Oh Lord. Don't be deceived by the quick fixes That are out there. When you're going through your storm. Peter teaches us that we are to put our confidence in God. You, you know, you, you know, the, 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 when I when I think about us, brother, sister, it's it, it appears as if it's you know part of our DNA, part of our makeup, part of our heritage that uh, we are prone to get involved in certain things. We are prone, and we are a spiritual people. <laughs> And spiritual, I do not necessarily mean in the sense of Bible. But when you look back at our heritage, our ancestry and all of that, you find that we were pretty religious people coming from way back then. Am I talking to us? And that one of the things that has happened in our day and time is that many of those ancient things we have uh, incorporated into our Christian faith. And so we are very susceptible to those kinds of things when we see or hear of them if we are not grounded in God. Am I talking to somebody? If we are not grounded, and brother, sister, one might say, well, Christians don't get involved in those things. That's not true. Christians do. Yes. There are those who are deceived in the midst of their storm. Things are just not going the way that they believe that it should be going. And they're looking for other way out. And as a result, the enemy has these things. Right there waiting. And many of God's people fall into the trap. Very true. Oh Lord. Very
2: true.
1: Many. Very true. Many. of God's people fall into the trap. Mm. But when you're in your storm. And you don't understand what's going on. Put your confidence in God. And God is able to see you through. Remember, remember, friends, there are storms that we encounter that are corrective. They are corrective in that we have strayed from the Lord, we have strayed from the principles of His Word, and He allows storms to come in our lives to correct us, to get us back on track. Am I talking to somebody? He allows them to come in order that we might repent and turn to him. But then there are storms that come in our lives that are perfective. God wants to take us from where we are to another level. And he allows situations to come in order that he might grow us. Listen, a faith that is not tested can never be strong. The least will think that you fall apart because it has never been tested. So God allows situations to come into our lives in order that he might grow us, take us from where we are, to where he wants us to be. But because somebody lied to us, tell us that once you serve the Lord, everything is going to be smooth. It's going to be smooth sailing. And so the least little bump that we encounter is somebody doing us something. Somebody is involved. The least little bump we encounter. Because in our minds, it is supposed to be smooth sailing. Friends, the Christian life has its challenges. Am I talking to us? They are ups and they are downs in life. Amen. And God allows storms to come. Now he is the omnipotent God. He is the omniscient God. He he knows all things and he's all powerful. He could have stopped those storms from coming. And I personally believe that there are times when he stops some. Amen. Amen. He stops some sometimes. But he allows some to come. In order that he might perfect us. Grow us, cause us to trust him and to trust him more as we go from day to day. Oh yes my friends, it doesn't mean anybody doing you anything, And doesn't necessarily mean that anybody trying to do anything to you. We know there are evil people in this world, oh you didn't hear me. There are evil people in this world. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who set out to harm others. But in Jesus' name, we have the victory. Amen. 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 For he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. People will set out to harm us, but God is our defense. God is our protector. Amen. Amen. God takes care of us. But that does not mean that storms will not come in our lives. Oh Lord, that does not mean that we are not going to encounter some challenges. That does not mean that we are not going to encounter some difficulties. So here we find the apostles having just been on that mountaintop. Having just had that mountaintop experience, been there with Jesus, Mm -hmm. participating, because they were the ones who uh, fed the people. Jesus says, you know, let the people sit down. And I would assume that, you know, for organizational purposes, that they would have involved others. And, you know, in different groups. and I don't believe that they would be going around individually to the 15,000. But they would have organized. But they were the ones responsible. Amen. And seeing God performing such a miracle. That they started out with five baskets. Or five loaves. And two fish. And when they were through. Jesus said, gather the family. The gather what's left over. And there were 12 baskets. I'm theologian, say so one for each disciple. Well, you can't say that. But there were 12 baskets left over. Yes, everybody. They ate and they were full. And they ate, gathered 12 baskets. I mean, friends... Oh, God is an awesome God, you know. And sometimes we limit Him. And our theology calls us to sometimes put Him in a box and to say what God can and what God cannot do. God is God, He is the sovereign Lord and master of this universe. And He does exactly as He pleases. What he might not do for you, he might do for you. And what he might not do for another person, he'll do for you, he's He's sovereign, he does exactly as he pleases. God said to Adam, the day that you eat of this fruit, you're going to die. And from Adam on, all mankind died. But in the process, God saw a couple, one man named Enoch. God said, you're not going to die. And he took him home without him dying. Am I, am I talking to us? So now that prophet Elijah says, Elijah, you're not going to die. Send a chariot of fire to take him home. God does exactly as he pleases for his God. Amen. And what he might not do for another, he'll do for you. So trust him. And depend on him because he is the God of possibilities. The Bible says, with God, all things are possible. Am Am I still talking to us? So the disciples of our Lord, they had been out, on this boat they were laboring for the wind was rough the sea was rough sometimes I imagine looking at some of these documentaries on television sometimes and see these boats and the waves and sometimes when they go under you never thought that they would come back up but then all of a sudden you see the boat come back up and can only imagine what the experience was like for these apostles, these disciples of our Lord who went out in obedience to the word of the Lord. For it was Jesus who told them to meet him on the other side. And all of a sudden they they found themselves in a storm. They were frightened. They were afraid, they're leaving the mountaintop experience, but all of a sudden they were in the valley. They were frightened, they were afraid. Yes, the Bible said they feared because they have been toiling, they have been laboring, but to no avail, the wind got worse. That's why I say earlier, that the intensity of the storm is not what determines whether it is corrective or perfective. Sometimes we encounter some storms that God allows us to encounter in order that he might grow us. And they are so severe that we wonder. We wonder. Think for a moment about... Uh, Brother Job, think about this man for a moment, a man who was a righteous man. He feared God, he loved God, he was doing everything that was right, enjoying his life as God would have him to. But there was some discussion that he was not privy to, and he became the subject of that discussion. And as a result, in no time at all, Job found himself in a storm. You talk about a storm. You talk about a storm. That man was in a storm. Man lost everything. Everything. All his possession was gone. Oh Lord. And in addition to that, the man's body full of souls. Think about it for a moment. Think about it. But Job's suffering was for God's glory. And and let let me again say this to us that if your suffering is going to bring glory to God, God will allow you to suffer. And to suffer long. No you don't, you, don't, you don't hear me. If your suffering. Is going to bring glory to God. God will allow you to suffer. And suffer for a long time. Because his glory is precious to him. Am I talking to us? Job's suffering was for the glory of God and God allowed Job to suffer Ah. so you who suffer Paul says to us that the sufferings of this life they are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us somebody might ask well what happened to these men's Confidence. The reality is that they were humans. They were humans. And they were dealing with real life issues. Yes. When, when, when you cannot take care of your expenses, when you cannot do the things that you would want to do, you would normally do. Amen. Amen. The the fact of the matter is, being a Christian does not really change that fact. If you have that need and you're in that situation, you're in that situation. The wonderful thing is that we have the Lord we can depend on. Can somebody say amen? amen? We have the God of all ages on whom we can depend to see us through. And so we are able to put our suffering, our challenges, our difficulties in their proper perspective for we are serving the living and true God. I'm rushing on here for quickly. These disciples, they were on this boat and they were laboring, but they were not making any progress they were navigating their storm trying to make their way to the other side where their master told them to go I believe that as they labor they were exhausted having struggled against the storm for hours roughly all night Because when they saw Jesus coming on the water, it was between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning. So all night they were there laboring. Psychologically, they were exhausted. Yes, they were exhausted physically because they have been there. Imagine what it's like laboring. Your hand tired, muscles. I mean, think about it. the wave tossed into and fro, and you're trying to use the oars to get the boat to go in certain direction. It was difficult. It was hard. And mentally, I believe they were drained because they were men who were accustomed to the sea, and they used all that they had, all that they knew all that they had learned over the years and over the ages, they had used everything. All of their experience, they were using it. And nothing was, nothing was happening. Absolutely nothing. They were mentally drained. And then they felt rejected because Jesus was not with them. And I can only Imagine them saying, oh, if Jesus had only been here. Oh, if Jesus had only been here. It reminds me of uh, Martha who sent to uh, Jesus, Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. They say, if you were only here, Lord, if you were only here, my brother would not have died. Now I can hear these apostles saying, If Jesus were only here, if our master was with us, then he would have helped us. And spiritually, they were shaken because they were saying, no matter what we do, no matter what we do, we were not making any progress. And I submit to us that sometimes in all storms, as we battle them, As we navigate life's storm. That's how we feel from time to time. That's how we feel. As if no matter what we do, we are not making any progress. And sometimes we tend to think that we are all alone in this. But let me remind you friends that you are never alone. No matter what it is that you're experiencing, you're never alone. Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you and he's right there to help you. And the body of Christ is there praying for you. So you're not alone. You're going through your struggles. You're dealing with your storm. You're not alone. God is with you. God's children are with you You are not alone So hold on to Jesus Hold on to Jesus And ride out your storm Hold on to him Oh let go of Jesus You might be tossed here and there With the winds of life Situations may have driven you here and there But hold on to Jesus Don't let go Don't give up. Ride out your storm. Let the winds of life bend you. but Don't let it break you. Bend with it. But ride out your storm. And just in case you are one of those who have been broken, Jesus mends broken pieces. Am I talking to us today? Amen. If you have been broken, Jesus is able to repair you and to bring you back to that place where he wants you to be. Ah yes, Jesus is here. Jesus wants to help you as you navigate the storms of life. Ah. Might be talking to somebody today who never thought that God would have allowed these type of storms to come in their lives. God would never allow it. And there is something else involved or somebody else involved. Why I cannot make the progress that I want to make? Or why I cannot do? Why, why all this happening? I say to you today, there are storms that God allows to come into our lives That are designed to correct us. But there are also storms. That are designed to perfect us. To make us grow. To strengthen our faith. Amen. That when we we talk about what God has done for us. Amen. We talk with confidence. Because we know what he has done for us. Today can be... A new day for somebody. Today can be a day of breakthrough for somebody. Today can be a day of deliverance for somebody. Yes. And I'm going to pause here. And say if you are in this house and God has spoken to you. And you need God's help to deal with life's challenges. Come let's pray. Come on and let's pray. You've been tossed by the storms of life and you need need God's help to navigate the storm. Come. Come and let us pray together. Come. God wants to give you that breakthrough. God wants to give you that deliverance. Hallelujah. God wants to set you free. Come. Come let us pray come. there are storms of correction and there are storms of perfection that we encounter and God allows them to come into our lives for a reason come and let us pray let us pray together mm. hallelujah mm. Let, let, let us, let us, let us, let us stand with Jesus. Lay that right up your skull. Lay that right up Lay <laughs> your God alone, Beside you there is no other hallelujah, we praise your name we bless your name we acknowledge that you are the sovereign Lord you are the master of the universe and that you do exactly as you please and sometimes Lord, we just do not understand how you're working in our lives, but we give you thanks Lord and we give you praise we give you honor, Father God, and we give you glory. This morning we join with your children. We're at the altar of prayer, O oh God. Seeking a breakthrough. Seeking a deliverance, Father God. Seeking your help, O oh God. To navigate the storms of life. Here we are, O oh God. We're totally dependent on you, Lord confess that we are not sufficient, Lord, for the things that we are dealing with, we are not sufficient, but God, we confess that our sufficiency is in you, O God, our sufficiency is in you, and we give you praise, we give you thanks, I pray for brother and sister and the entire family, in the mighty name of Jesus, that Father God, you would give them the strength. Hallelujah. Give the grace, God. Whatever is needed in this hour, Lord, to deal with this battle, to ride out the storm. I pray in Jesus' name. That you would do it for them. That faith would arise in their soldiers. In Jesus' name. That God, they will even
0: leave this
1: altar. God, that you are with them, and you are keeping it purely Grant a breakthrough, we pray, Lord. Grant a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough, Lord. We need a breakthrough for so them. Grant that breakthrough in the mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Christ, I pray, O God, for Sister Bonaparte, at this hour of prayer, Lord, she too needs a breakthrough. Yeah. She too needs, Lord God, a victory. That's why here. I'm joined with her by faith today, Lord. I
2: believe you, Father, that even now, even
1: now, Lord, that you're doing that work. That work that only you can do. For which we give you praise. For which we give you thanks. Father, I pray for Sister Cena today. Yes. In Jesus name, I come you to your care, Father God. You are the great Jehovah. Hallelujah. 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 Father God, we do all things well. Hallelujah. I pray for a breakthrough for her. A breakthrough in her own personal yes, life. God. A breakthrough in her family life. Lord, a, breakthrough, Lord, a breakthrough, Father God, as only you can be. Father, I pray. I pray for her today, Lord, that you do for her as only Grant her heart's desire in Jesus name. Bless her family, her household, Lord God, yeah. in the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray, Father God, for Sister Polita. I pray in Jesus name. The Lord, Your hand would be upon her. A fresh mother. Yeah. in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. You know when she needs You. You know her heart, Lord, and we are joining with her by faith today. Father God, that even as we are praying, You're granting that breakthrough. Yes. You're granting that deliverance. Yes. You're yes. granting that victory in Jesus' name. For Sister Sharon, Lord, I commit her to Your care right now yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. And I pray, Father God, that You will do for her as only You can. You know her Lord. Yes. You know what she's desiring of you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus uh, that you will fulfill your purpose, fulfill your purpose, Lord, in her life, her family, her entire household, Lord. We Father, we give You glory, we give You honor, we give You praise. Glory to all Yours, Father. This light is good for you. Come, I need to mention you by name. Hallelujah. This yes. first Lord, and this altar of prayer. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus, yes. I commit you into your hands, Father God. Yes. You know all things, you know what she's desiring of you. Father, I pray that you would bring it to pass. Bring it to pass, Lord. Grant our hearts desire, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, grant it. Lord, in Jesus' name, I extend this prayer to her husband who is away, Lord die. I pray your protecting hand on this life. Pray, Father, God, that you will be and bring him back safely, your God. Thank you, Father, Thank you for the job that you have done. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah 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 Glory to God Hallelujah Amen 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 Bless the name of the Lord Amen God bless you God bless you God bless you Amen, sister. Estelle just informed me that our brother Estelle will be was to come back this weekend. had told me, but he will be going to Anguilla. Brother-in-law passed; and he's going there for the funeral, and she will be traveling also to Anguilla this weekend for the funeral. So pray for them. Pray the Lord grant traveling grace. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. We're going to sing to God be the glory, and then Brother Aubrey is going to take us out in prayer. Mm
0: Leave their glory, leave their truth, and come into a sinful world where everybody was against Him. Everybody turned against Him. Everybody was happy to see Him. Everybody was happy to choose a man who has committed all kinds of faults, all of sin, instead of Jesus. When He says, give us, when He says, give us Barabbas and crucified Jesus. Lord, it was at your crucifixion when you asked forgiveness for all those who fought against you, all those who were cruel against you, all those who didn't want you Father, forgive them, for they do not what they do. doing. But the best thing you do ever, Father, when you was under the ground, and Satan and thought you would be there forever. To you prove to him your greatness. You prove to him how strong you are, how powerful you are. That when you rise up from that grave, you rose victorious. You rose triumphantly up from the grave. You arose with a mighty power of your host. Oh, hallelujah! He arose with a victor from the black domain. Yes, He arose, yes. I, Jesus, arose, yes, and your rose, Lord, is to make me alive. Yes. Because of your rose, Lord, we too arose, we raised from sin, O oh God, we raised from condemnation, When we were condemned by men, O oh God, you came and you set us free. So that's why we are so happy today, that's why we sound with love today. That's why we pray with greatness today. That's why we are closing in honor today, Lord, because of your greatness. Yes. Father, dismiss us with a wonderful blessing. We are not dismissing from you, Lord, but we are just going away from this assembly to our various wounds. Go before us, Lord, make all to depart straight for us and make the place ready for us to travel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings.